Hey everyone, welcome back to Three Dudes with Booze. I'm Steven, along with EJ and Matt. Hey guys, what's going on? What's up, Steven? Hey bud. Yo, you know, I just talked to you guys, what, three days ago and now here we are again? It's just too soon. I think that was a whole week ago. Oh, was it? Damn. That was a full week ago. Yeah. It's it's always a full week. I don't think you realize that. I don't. My days go in just cycles of like, you know. I think everybody's days go in cycles. I don't know. I'm not a geologist. Oh, but I meant tricycles. Anyway. okay. um, Today's show is titled Milestones. And we're going to be talking about milestones in our lives, um, in most people's lives, and just things that really kind of, you know, pave the way for um, learning curves in, in our lives and just big events that have kind of shaped us and made us who we are. And have been fun times, too. So I think it'll be a great show. I like Some how you assume every, every milestone that we're going to talk about today is going to be a learning curve that... You're saying that we fucked up at all these places. Well, not all of them, but some of them probably. I mean, I did for sure. So anyway, <laughs> you'll hear about it in the show. <laughs> but no, seriously, I think um, there have been good events that have happened to us that have you know, been memorable. And you know, I think we're going to have some some good times rehashing them and just um, you know, kind of having some nostalgia once again. But first, as always, we must start with Drinks of the Week. That's right, everyone listening. For those of you who might be new, each week, as well as discussion, we have drinks in hand. And this week, EJ is going to start us off. Heck yeah, I am. So I have a super crazy beer from a semi-local brewery here. They're in the hill country called Jester King. It's And I'm going to butcher this name. It's called... Gotland's Dricka, which uh, is is a I guess it's a Viking beer is what they're saying, but it is a farmhouse ale, but it's uh, been the the malt has been smoked with birch wood. Uh, it's also has a little bit of juniper in there, and it's using natural fermentation. So it's this crazy smoky junipery thing but it's really cool it's a bomber and i'm pretty sure i can drink the whole thing in one sitting which is cool and it comes in at 6.6 abv nice uh 6.6 little on the low side but hey Hey, still okay i've got i've got a lot more of it than you guys do good glad to hear that so with it being december I felt like I should kind of pick out, uh, you know, a December slash winter slash Christmas beer. So I found this beer by Hardywood Brewery from Virginia, and the beer is called Christmas Pancakes. The beer is an imperial milk stout with spices, honey, and maple syrup. So obviously it's a stout, right? So it's a dark beer. And when I poured this, I could instantly smell the maple in the beer and i guess thinking of christmas and pancakes i wasn't quite sure what to expect when i tried this and so drinking it it definitely has a you know like i was saying a maple taste to it and it definitely has more of a syrupy uh vibe or syrupy kind of you know aftertaste um so initially you drink it it's kind of like a like how you envision a milk stout and then as you finish 
you get more of the spices, more of the maple, little honey in there. Uh, the honey, I would say, is the, the least prevalent uh, for me, but I can still kind of taste it. But overall, a nice winter beer. Uh, this one is at uh, 9.2 ABV, so a little on the heavy side, but that's how I like it. But um, no, overall, just a, a pretty cool beer. Um, I'll definitely get it again if I see it. And um, yeah, a nice beer to have on a chilly, chilly night here in San Diego. Even though it doesn't get that chilly, but hey, you know. Steve, Steven, you're you're my Christmas pancake. How sweet. Anyway, on that weird note, I'll let Matt share his drink. <laughs> um, this week I have. I guess you could kind of consider it a classic uh, craft brew. It's North Coast Brewing Company's Old Rasputin. It's a Russian Imperial Stout, a great dark beer, 75 IBU. So it's it's in the IPA territory there. And it's uh, 9% ABV, so it'll get you drunk. And uh, it's just got like a really good, like kind of like a strong roasted dark chocolate coffee taste matt's gonna be slurring by the end of this i'm good good thing he's not doing yeah i know (laughs) of course the one night i'm doing it i'm doing a uh, 9.2 abv beer but oh well not my first rodeo do they even have rodeos in california they don't you're right anyway guys let's dive in so today we're doing challenges and wait 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 wait. before we dive in can we uh revisit an old Tradition that we have on the show of drinking a shot of Campari before we get into it. Sure. I was going to, I thought you were going to say, uh, talk about PSLs again. And I was like, no, not, not again. I don't want to talk about, we've retired that. We're not, we're no longer talking about PSLs. Since we're not talking about PSLs, I will mention that I did have a uh, peppermint mocha today and it was good. Dude. It's kind of hard to screw those up. Peppermint mocha, you know, drink of champions. That's what I say. It's good when it's cold outside. I can make, I'm pretty much out of this bottle. I can pretty much <laughs> probably make two shots out of it. We'll do our pre and our post. It's going to be a gnarly combination. Campari and the milk stout. <laughs> Why don't you do like a, a bomber or whatever? You drop the drop a shot in your beer. Oh, dude. That'd be yes. so <laughs> We should we should do that. We should find a beer that like pairs perfectly with Campari to where we can just do Campari bombs. That's a crazy idea. So crazy, it just might work. We should you remember that fruit punch beer that you had on like episode seven. Yeah, oh, yeah. I wonder that, if would, that would work. That would be good because like the bitterness of the Campari would kind of like cancel out the you know the, the that and the sweetness would be good together. Or Here's we could what just I'm thinking, like, find some sort heavy, of like grapefruit IPA or some shit like that. Bud heavy. All right. Arriba. Abajo. I'm ready. Cheers. Small shot. I feel like also, I think earlier in the season of our show, I had a uh, an IPA, or sorry, a hazy IPA, and it kind of went okay with the, with the Campari. Like, it, obviously, it was a little, it was hoppy, so there was some, there was some mm-hmm. butting of heads, but overall, it was, it was kind of, because they're kind of in the same, like, you know, citrusy, grapefruity range, so. Yeah, I feel like if you could get, like, a citrusy IPA, it would almost, like, you wouldn't even notice. I wonder, have you ever tried those, uh, like, the Stiegler Rattlers? Mm-mm. 
I bet that would be delicious. It it tastes like uh, what's that shit called? Um, those uh, what's the name of this? Like the sparkling water comes in the green bottle. Perrier. Perrier. Oh yeah. Yeah, Pellegrino or you, San Pellegrino. Yeah. Do you know the San Pellegrinos? The flavor of San Pe- Pellegrinos. They have like blood orange and like lemon. Oh and, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, so yeah. There's the, it's like if there was a grapefruit flavor one, which it might be. I don't know, but. If there's a grapefruit flavor one that was alcoholic, that's what Stiegler Rattler tastes like. Mm. Hmm. Which those things are badass, by the way. The blood orange, that's my favorite. Because I'm maybe a that'll be my drinks of the week next week. Well, that one doesn't have booze in it. But the Stiegler Rattler, yeah. you should do it. Drinks of the Stiegler. Of maybe the I'll get how much alcohol? Maybe I'll get some Pellegrino and get a, get like a bottle or something next week and, and make a mixed drink. We should. Uh, that's what I was talking about on the uh, for the cocktail episode. We should do that. We should all make cocktails. <laughs> Two point zero. I call old fashioned. Two point zero. Stigler Rattler. Nice. Well, I'm sure you could like drink them fast too. Oh, dude, you could pound them. But that's what I'm saying. If you drop the Campari in there, raise your ABV just just a touch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, guys. So let's dive right into the show. And look, obviously, there's many events. And milestones in our lives that you know are memorable and you know are are worthy of discussion. But I think to start off, most people, I think a big one in their early years is getting a license, right? Because obviously you get a license and you're able to if you're able to, you know, either drive your parents' car or have a car and you just have more freedom, you know, you you have more flexibility that Go do your own thing, whether it's just you know running errands on your own or seeing friends. Steve, what was your first car? Oh man, so my first car actually was a two thousand like one. I think it was around the oh one Mitsubishi Lancer. It was a white Lancer. I remember breaking your windshield. Oh yeah. Okay, so this is a good story. So I had a Lancer, right? And so one day we're driving, like I'm driving behind EJ in his car or someone's car and EJ's in the passenger seat, I think. And EJ back then, as he is now, was a little asshole. So So he decides to throw a penny at my windshield. And um, all I hear is like, pow, and like a really, you know, like a rock hit. It was a penny, right? And and so whatever, I'm like, dude, what what are you doing? And whatever, like we kind of went on with our day. And then I think it was like a week later, I see a huge crack develop in my windshield <laughs> and I'm like, dude, look what you did. And he's like, I didn't do that. And I was like, well, it's pretty coincidental. It wasn't, isn't me. It? It wasn't me. The week after you threw a penny at my windshield is a huge crack there. So, uh, there are so many loose rocks on the roads in Houston. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of loose rocks in your head apparently, but, uh, thank you for your thoughts. <laughs> well, yeah, that was a crappy situation, but Hey, <laughs> We're, we're past it, though. Are we? You don't sound like you're past it. I'm past it. Matt, what was your first car? My first car, well, I don't remember what year, but it was a white Kia Sportage. Oh, it was, yeah. Uh, I remember the Sportage. <clears throat> it was used. It uh, got me around. It was good. good first car because, you know, I didn't have to worry about damaging it or anything. With the uh, learning curve that, that comes with driving. And uh, we all hit random things. The, the, <laughs> the only problem with it was 
when you would take a turn, it felt like the car was going to basically roll over. (laughs) I remember it felt like super top heavy. (laughs) Yeah, it was, it was really weird. Like I'd take a turn, not even like a sharp turn. And it felt like the car was going to roll. It was crazy. Do uh, either of you remember the uh, 94 Ford Tempo that I used to have? No, yeah, I, don't. I remember us. I remember you driving that around before having a license. Hey, no, 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 no. I never, <laughs> wow. okay, I might have. <laughs> Mom, if you hear this, no, that's I, not true. Everybody else, yeah, I'm not saying, through. no, I'm not saying it happened a lot, but like once or twice it happened. It might have happened, maybe. I don't remember. I, I don't I could even, be remembering like, wrong. We didn't even really take it very far, though. I remember that. I remember no, being I, too scared to take it, like, but we'd go like the fucking Taco Bell. Yeah, probably. Which is just right out, right, basically at the edge of the neighborhood. Yeah, you don't even have to drive on a major street to get there. Yeah, <laughs> I remember EJ. You drove your, I think it was your mom's Camry a lot, but Tempo. I don't no, remember. it was a Mazda six two six. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then after after the Tempo though, for me it was the uh, the Ford Explorer. Yeah, yeah. Which, Exploder with had had no AC. Well, no, yeah, that- no heater. But it did have room to carry our gear, so that was good. That yeah. it definitely between my car and Matt's car, we were able able to haul everything we needed for any show. Heck yeah! And recording in San Antonio. Oh yeah, yeah. I remember you. Speaking of rolling cars, EJ I almost like this. rolled his car over as we're getting to San Antonio. I forgot. I think it was just that. me and you in the car. Yeah, the yeah, time. but we had. I, I forgot that we had. You know, twelve hundred pounds worth of gear in the back. Driving <laughs> like probably seventy plus on the freeway. But like, were you trying to take an exit, or you, you just? No, like, no, I did this really stupid thing to her. I was like, "Yeah, we made it to San Antonio," and I like moved the wheel back and forth. I was like, "Yeah, celebrate!" And the car like almost tipped over. Damn. We almost crashed <laughs> right as we got into San Antonio city limits. That would have been terrible, but kind of funny. Your dad would have been pissed off, Steven. Remember when we had to have an escort? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But actually, Can't. the funny thing is, like, my cousin lived, lived there, too, and she was, like, over 21, so I don't know why they need to have another person that was – it was weird. Because your cousin would have yeah, just bought us a beer and we would have party. Yeah, for sure. Apartment. Yeah. Your, your, we stayed at her apartment. Yeah, that was yeah. cool. We slept on our floor, right? Yeah, well, these yeah. are mattresses, but yeah, it was mainly like I don't remember floor. I remember trying to go to Chacho's, but like they won't let you into Chacho's in San Antonio if you're under 21. Really? Yeah, you were there. Yeah, it was late. <laughs> I think yeah. I remember that. I think we went to some other like small, shitty Mexican restaurant or something. Yeah, so yeah. I, was I right, vaguely though. remember this. I remember it was uh-huh. like a small place. It was like one table or two tables in the whole place. It was really weird. Yeah, but yeah, I mean. I don't know. It just, I feel like it starts, like it's, it partially starts with get, getting your license and then you kind of feel some freedom. And then from there, it just kind of, you know, obviously spirals into uh, your late teens and then your 20s and your 30s. So uh, definitely a, a good moment. Usually after that, the 40s, if you are lucky, you know. Well, yeah, but the 40s if, are just like depression. You if know, you make so. it out of the Rona. True. But actually, speaking of like, speaking on floors, it's kind of a nice segue into our next topic, which, um, I mean, I think aside from, you know, getting a license, um, the next milestone is probably the 18th birthday. And uh, <laughs> my 18th birthday was amazing. 
Um, yeah, it was. It was crazy, dude. Y'all were, I mean, y'all were there. It was crazy. Um, yeah. So, okay. So to kind of set the scene here. So you might not want to give uh, the exact location of where this happened on oh, okay. this podcast. So uh, there was a place that we all <laughs> knew of. Um, and we decided to kind of, I think one weekend or one, like couple, like one night, couple nights, um, we kind of hung out there and, um, yeah, it was, so pretty, it was at one of our houses. Yeah. <laughs> and so pretty much like we, you know, we had the place to ourselves and I think it was, it was us two, our friend Garrett and, um, I think that was, yeah. And, um, Brian Buck was there too. And, uh, uh Brian Buck's a very important person in the story. Name drop. <laughs> so, <laughs> It's the only way, like we're we're there, and like I, I remember, like I think, like we just got there. Somehow, like we're able to get, can I say booze? We're, we're yeah, able to get yeah. booze. Yeah, like, about that part. Able to get booze and like, um, I think beer and liquor. And so, I think we had a lot of booze, actually. Yeah. Yeah, there was a lot of booze there. Because yeah. are you are you There's two like, years younger than us or one year younger? I think I'm. How old are you? I'm thirty three. You're one. He's he's two years younger. Maybe it's like a year and a half or something. Because you're one grade below us, right? Yeah. Okay. Right? Because So it's probably not a full two years, but yeah. So we still weren't 21, but we somehow acquired a bunch of booze. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I definitely remember this night. I forgot that it was Steven's 18th birthday. Yeah. Um, we referenced yeah, no, this no, in, I, our, in our small group of friends. We reference this night quite often. Yeah. Yeah. I, I absolutely, you know remember pretty much everything every last thing that happened that night oh man or or a couple nights i don't know but so um, S- steven set the scene but i'll tell you what happened <laughs> oh man so steven um there were a couple things that were going on at this party um so we had quite a few friends over i think uh i think that there was uh you know plenty of booze we, I, I can't remember the liquor we were drinking back then. Do you happen to remember? We had a that? bottle of tequila with an Indian head, like an Indian on it. Somebody it like brought a bottle cheapest. of tequila. Well, that was the thing with those parties back then, back when you were under 21, back in those days, was that it you, you just drink whatever showed up to the party. I think we had like maybe a case or two of beer. Yeah. That I want to say are, uh, mutual friend Brian Griffin had stolen from a local Kroger for us <laughs> um, doing beer runs. Uh, kids listening, for those of you that don't know, a beer run is to where you fill a entire shopping cart full of beer. Um, usually it happens close to midnight. I don't know why you would do it right before they stop selling, but you fill this shopping cart full of booze and then you have five or six guys waiting outside with their truck open, ready to go. You sprint this basket full of booze out the front door and all your friends throw it into the back and hopefully you get away. So we had acquired a couple cases of beer from a mutual friend that had done a beer run. And uh, as, as Steven mentioned, our friend Brian Buck showed up with a bottle of tequila. It had a, uh, a nice bust of a Native American on the front. We definitely drank quite a bit. Uh I also seem to remember this was in our days to where Matt and I discovered that you could make gravity bongs out of two liter bottles. 
and I believe that was happening. Was that that night too? I I I, I think so. I I don't remember. <laughs> I plead the fifth. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Stephen definitely got, as the uh, the kids say these days, he got crossfaded. Um, <laughs> next thing I remember was Stephen. Uh, he was he was rapping. He was he was being a, a wordsmith. Um, um, in <laughs> in a not not very conventional way. Um, well, you know, think it's think outside the box, but anyway, yeah, go ahead. You definitely did. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, and but. then, for some reason, all of Stephen's clothes came off except for his underwear. No, I have a shirt on, I think, but Winnie the Pooh in it. <laughs> <laughs> but also, I remember um, at some point before that, like, I was like chugging like two bottles of liquor at the same time. I think so, yeah. I, f- I feel like we could have like definitely made one of those, uh, like, the, the like super bad style montages out of like Steven's Night. Where there's just like bottles of liquor and loud music everywhere. And next thing you know, he's like puking and his pants are off. <laughs> well, that and to top it off for you guys. So at some, I just know at some point I passed out and I wake up like in like the hallway on this like wooden floor. And I'm like, oh man, what happened? And um, yeah. Oh man, I really <laughs> thought that was going somewhere. Well, well, that happened. <laughs> it definitely happened. You did. Yeah. You did pass out on the floor, and we all continued to party. Damn it! I feel like, I feel like we may have had like a beer bong that night too. Oh yeah, and, beer bong for a thing. And I feel like that was the same night where we ended up like dancing in the kitchen or something, but mm-hmm. not like regular dancing, just like really weird. Yeah, there was, there was some loud music and some dancing in the kitchen for sure. Um, there was also, uh, yeah, that dancing was weird. I, I think for some reason too. I don't know if you remember this, Matt. This is a really weird thing that I just remembered. We got a hold of some halloumi and decided to try it that night. Yeah, yeah. chef at an early age. There, <laughs> we were we were frying halloumi because we were like fried cheese what the fuck is this i remember that, that you too. literally just cut the cheese and fry it yeah like and we did how how could that be bad <laughs> and it wasn't good yeah it the wasn't halloumi good. that we had wasn't great halloumi is good that's not good uh and also that was definitely the uh the the time in our life to where we were playing the game uh king's cup or circle of death i we played a few but, games of that yeah the one time in our life when we were playing that we played that for like years. <laughs> yeah. And for, for those of you listening right now uh, that enjoy the podcast in about two weeks, we're going to have a uh, three dudes with booze, Christmas, extra- no, sorry, holiday extravaganza because we don't discriminate here. We celebrate all holidays. And uh, I propose that we also play a nice game of King's cup. I feel like doable. We're, yeah. we're we're all these old men now to where we want to play beer pong, flip cup, king's cup. I don't know that we're going to make it through all three of those. Right. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, like, I feel like it's going to be some monster trophy for whoever wins this. Well, that or like it's going to be like the last hurrah 
and we say that a lot, but I think this time it's it's kind of for sure, kind of it's kind of be going to be true because. Uh, what are you talking about? No, 2021 holiday extravaganza, three dudes with booze. True. Um, well, I, honestly, like me and Matt are gonna chug eggnog at some point. So <laughs> after after all the booze. Oh God. So I, I don't care. Who challenges what? I'm going to be sipping that eggnog. I'm not chugging it. <laughs> All right. Matt's already got an L in his column. Hey, do you remember that party at, I think it was Garrett's friend Patrick's house? Um, and, was that uh, where they brought the dog named Peanut? I'm not sure. No. That that was at someone else's apartment. Was there? Was this the party to where the girl showed up with a baby and we all freaked out? I don't know. No. But, Unfortunately, it was the party that I dropped EJ were, doing a cake stand. Were people drinking booze out. out of aquariums? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah so, um, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> and like, oh, there's like man. a room for like smoking, a room for like, yeah, I mean, you, you guys know, but anyway, um, this is a night, and I'm, I'm sorry, man, but like, so. I think towards the end of the night, you let like, me down. You fucking let we were, me down. We were in the garage, right? You and let me they down. A, they had a keg, right? And so EJ's like, "I'll do a keg stand." No, no, that's not how it happened. EJ was like, "I don't want to do a keg stand," and Stephen was like, "I'll do one. I'll do one." So I gracefully, as any friend would do, held his fucking ankles while he sucked from the hose. Wow. And then, and, and then well, I was like, "No, I don't want to." And Stephen was like, "No, you're you should you should do it, do it, do it." I gave in to the fucking peer pressure, and Stephen dropped me. Well, to be fair, I mean, nope. the angle no. you're tall, and I was trying to, you know, uh huh. Um, no, no, sir. But the crazy thing no. is, like, no, I'm, just, I'm saying the, the crazy thing is, like, when you dropped, it was like, boom, and um. <laughs> Boom! I mean, nobody was happy about it. I was, I was, I wasn't happy oh, about glad it. Glad I didn't drop in. It went boiling. <laughs> God. So yeah. anyway, <laughs> you did have a fantastic 18th birthday party. I had fun. You didn't have fun. You offended Brian Buck. Hopefully, he forgave you. Oh no, we all made up. We're all good. We're on good terms. That's good. Yeah. Um, so, so all that talk. I think. I think now I remember. Specifically, which night was EJ's twenty-first birthday? I remember my twenty-first birthday, vividly. which is happens to be our next topic. Yes, it does. So twenty-one was a, is a big year for any any good good uh, holy boy, and uh, I remember that my good friend Daniel Walker he had just uh, he, he got a house. He leased a house with four other guys. And he so nicely invited me over and said, hey, why don't you invite a couple friends? You know, we'll have a, a birthday party for you. And uh, I told a few friends who also told a few friends who also told a few hundred friends. And I was at work earlier that day and I had called and arranged and gotten like, I think we got like five kegs of, of Lone Star. I think it was something like that. And I remember before Matt, before you and I got there, I got a phone call saying all five of the kegs had floated. Uh, <laughs> for those of you listening that don't know what it means when a keg floats, that means there's no more beer. That means that all five kegs, which ha- hold, I think it's something like 126 beers, 
uh, there were close to 600 beers that have already had already been drank before we got to my own birthday party. And I remember showing up and having trouble finding parking at this house in this very nice residential neighborhood. Um, and then going inside to my astonishment of seeing, correct me if I'm wrong, at least 120 people inside. Yeah, probably in, in the whole backyard, basically. Backyard, inside backyard, the house, inside, upstairs, garage. <clears throat> there had to have been like 120 people at this place. And I would walk through the house and people would be like, are you EJ? And I'd be like, yeah. And they'd be like, let's do a shot. And this happened probably like 50 times throughout the night. So much to the point that I, I figured out that you could do shots of water and trick really drunk people. <laughs> um, but I remember a door being torn off the hinges. I remember a toilet being cracked. I remember me personally falling through a uh, glass uh, coffee t- table. Um, I remember uh, all of the carpet in the house just being completely destroyed from mud from outside. Uh, this house got fucked. Matt, what do you recall from that night? I don't remember. <laughs> I remember it just being packed full of people. And I remember kegs. I'm pretty sure we played some beer pong despite how full the house was. Yeah, I remember and, uh, that. I don't really remember the aftermath. Like these guys, these guys had <laughs> like this was a nice house. It wasn't like just some shitty like yeah. first house. It was yeah. a nice. It was a nice house. It, like it was like in a you know it was a nice you know you know m- you know mid sized family house in a decent you know neighborhood. It wasn't yeah. some like crappy house or anything. No, and I, I just remember like they had moved in maybe three days before, and. I don't. I don't know how this many people showed up, but it. If I remember, got destroyed. I think there was one person who was like responsible for inviting. A ton, Same with Jason Beaver. Some of the people, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just remember there was one person who probably was responsible for like. Yeah. Half the people there. Yeah. Yeah. I, it, all of all of who none of us knew. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I probably knew about a third of the people at my 21st birthday party, but they all knew who I was. It was super fucking cool. I felt really famous. Um, Hell yeah. It was, it was a crazy, crazy fucking night. Um, I would not trade that birthday party for the world, but I'm sure Daniel Walker would. <laughs> Wait, so how did they crack a toilet? Dude, how did they do anything that they did? Yeah, I mean, that's not asking. Next the next day, I remember Daniel telling me that they had thousands of dollars of damage and that uh, the entire second floor of the house had flooded because of the toilet being cracked. Oh, shoot. Day three. Damn. So, I mean, needless to say, I think my 21st birthday lowered uh, taxes for everybody in an entire neighborhood because property values went down. So you're welcome. Wow. Yeah. Nobody should complain. That's that's pretty crazy, man. It is crazy, man. I feel like, you know, just hearing your story, I can't rem- I can't remember my 21st birthday. I don't think it was anything like that, obviously, but it um my 21st birthday was I remember Matt's 21st birthday. 
I remember like uh, I threw I threw a fucking surprise party at my apartment and uh, let him walk in with a chicken pot pie in his hand. Yeah, no, no, I definitely remember that. We were at a show. Um, we went and saw the casualties. Well, yeah, and uh, and I flagged. Who was it? No, no, no. It was um, God. I'm completely strike anywhere. Oh yeah, that's right. I specifically remember Strike Anywhere, and then was, the casualties were the headliner. It was the hottest fucking show we've ever been to in our life. It, it was hot. It was sweaty. It was like smoky. I guess back then you could still smoke. Yeah, I, I just remember that thing. It, it was just like a huge cloud of smoke, and it was so just Walters on Washington, hot and humid, and just sweating my. Yeah, I think so. If if it wasn't Walters, it was Fat Cats. I don't remember. Oh well, my! Exactly. No, what I Fat think it was, Walters. it was at Walters. Yeah, but. I didn't know I, there was a party coming, so that that show just like went on forever and ever. Eventually, we just left, and I was like, "I don't care about seeing the whole casualties set. It's fine, whatever." <laughs> um, but then because of that, we had to get showered and everything. Because, and then I think by the time we even got out, got to the party, it was probably like midnight, and everyone else had already been going for a while. Yeah. But those days we could we could drink until fucking four thirty five in the morning, and well, I think yeah, I've talked about did. this on other shows to where we could drink until five in the morning, like get super baked, and then be at work at eight o'clock. Yep, we could, and we did. I don't think we had to go to work the next day on that one because I, I that was no back no for sure had weekends off or I did. Yeah no yeah um yeah I remember that was a really fun night too. I don't think there was anything like. Uh, as crazy as what happened on your 21st birthday, which was only you know a week and a half after my yeah after my 21st yeah. birthday, but that was a good night. And yes, I walked. I was like, well, I'm fucking starving. Like, I need something to eat. I'll just you know grab this chicken pot pie. And I I'll remember trying to tell you like, ah, no, we'll figure something out. And you're like, no, I'm bringing this. I'm fucking starving. I was like, no, oh, you uh, let's. I, I was just like, oh, all right, grab it, take it. <laughs> All right, so I was probably I was probably in cahoots with everybody at the apartment, like texting them, like we're finally on our fucking way. Here we come. Yeah, no. If we had stayed at that show, we probably wouldn't have even been over there till like one thirty in the morning or something. Dude, that was back when shows could go for fucking ever. That was that was a great time. But I mean, that brings us to our next topic, though. Is uh, Matt? Do you happen to remember the first punk rock show you ever went to, or first rock show that you ever saw? Yeah. I don't really want to remember it though. Um, I do specifically remember it was during high school and we went to see uh, Green Day, who was with ah, Blink 182 and Jimmy World. Popped his ass like, before. We were on the lawn and then, like, I don't know, it was probably stupid, but obviously we're like not very old, don't know anything at that time. Was that our but, like, first, was that your people, first show? I think so. Blink-182 anyway, headline, Green Day, and Jimmy Eat World. Yeah. People were crowd surfing, so at some point, somebody convinced me, like, oh, yeah, let's, you know, crowd surf, we'll lift you up. So I did that, and then as soon as I hit the ground, some, like, security guy just grabbed me, and I got kicked out. And that was, and like, I during, like, Day. the second song of Green Day. No, I think that was during, yeah, yeah, it was during Green Day. It was, like, the second song, though. It was not very far in. No, it was at the very beginning of their they're set basically. So I missed the whole thing. Yeah. I think actually my first alone concert, rock and roll concert was a green day show as well. Um, I went to see them on their I think It was the warning tour. 
maybe. Because I think I think the pop disaster was international super hits. Um, yeah, I think you're right. But like the first the first show that really like that's 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 a big obviously a big production. Do you happen to remember like the like a show that was like smaller production? Because we you and I used to go to shows like it wasn't uncommon for us to go to two to three a week at one point in our lives. Yeah, we. Yeah, we. I mean, we went based on when the bands we wanted to see were in town. Yeah. Um, and definitely there were times where we went to like two or three a week. And because we've, you know, we've, they, they were at the smaller we've, venues. We've probably seen like hundreds of shows at this point together. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We went to shows as small as like dozens of people at maybe like White Swan or, you know, Fitzgerald. And it's also great bands downstairs. because that, that show that you're referencing right there was Gaslight Anthem. There were probably yeah. 12 people there. Yeah. Uh, we saw some, yeah, really good shows. And then, you know, shows ranging up to, you know, bigger ones that would, that were at like uh warehouse live, you know, the, like the large and things like that, you know, rancid and no effects were, were really big crowds for punk shows. Right. Um, but as far as the first one of those types of shows, like the non, like, you know, arena type shows. Right. Um, I honestly, I don't think I remember. I remember I tell you. mine was actually, it was Census Fail. <laughs> Census Fail was the first one. I went with uh, Prudy. Nice. Yeah. Steven, what was your first rock show that you ever went to? Honestly, I don't really remember. It might have been... I feel like he's going to say something like, as I lay dying or something. No, honestly. Because it... honestly, I, it I think was really probably like shows. Lamb of God. No, I wish. Um it was- Harder. <laughs> no, honestly, like I didn't really go to the show because I, I know, like when you know, like when when all of us played together, which we'll talk about later on in the show. I know, like that those are just you know local shows, obviously. But I think before that, I had, hadn't been to an actual like big rock show. I, I want to say that remember um, the three of us, or at least uh, I think it was EJ was there. We saw Alkaline Trio um, at the. Uh, that place by Lucky's Pub in Houston. Warehouse Life. Yeah, yeah. That might have been honestly my one of my first shows. I can't um, remember. Like I actually, I do remember that because they did this really like they did this thing at the end of the Alkaline Trio show that kind of pissed me off. To where they pay, played like seven songs that everybody wanted to hear, but only like a quarter of it. Oh, I remember it was like blue in the face and like Armageddon was all like jumbled together into this like one little montage of songs. I do remember that show. I can't, I, I couldn't tell you who they played with. Yeah. Um, it might be actually, yeah, I'm sure Matt was there. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't remember, but I probably was. I remember seeing alkaline trio senior year of high school at with Reggie. and the um, Yeah. Numbers. And you didn't go. Yeah. You should have gone though. It was a really cool show. Yeah. Reggie and the full effect was fucking weird, but but uh, it was it was entertaining. Just some no, antics. It was. I funny. remember it. I remember the first show. It wasn't since his fail, and I remember your first show because it was the same. We saw the Ataris on Easter. Yeah, I, with Corey. I remember that too. I was just thinking about that at too. numbers. Mm-hmm. It was that would have been on four twenty. Uh, yeah, it was on four twenty in Easter the same day. It was yeah. Easter Sunday. This had to have been like two thousand and two or two thousand and one. Probably 2001 because Corey had just gotten his license. Fuck the Ataris. Yeah, it was the Solanga Astoria. I remember like 
there was so much weed being smoked in there too. Like yeah. coming out of there just reeking of weed. And we were kind of new to that scene. <laughs> we were like, oh my God, mm-hmm. people are smoking, smoking the pots. Yeah. But those pots. those those small shows kind of uh, set us up to play in bands or at least like kind of set that fight. Because I was already playing guitar, I think, at this time. Matt, were you playing bass at this time? I started a little bit after you started playing guitar. Yeah. I was like, yeah, what the hell? Like, let me pick up the bass, see what I can do. Um, it was really just like, I think we formed a band before I even had a bass, before I, I even owned a bass. I think so as well. I, I think we just kind of made this plan. We we're going to form a band and then it's gonna, it's gonna I bought the bass. I wrote a song I about like, an otter. I, <laughs> I, I remember I started out playing bass by learning uh, Ramon's songs. Yeah. I was like, hey, this, is, this isn't this is so hard. Yeah. <laughs> you know? and, and then you I put on play, like... I to be sedated. I can play the whole song. Then you put on anything by with Matt Freeman playing <laughs> bass, and you're like, I, I give up. I don't want to play anymore. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I, I still got some learning to do, but yeah. But I thought... I thought... So I know initially, like, EJ and I met in high school, and I, I don't know... How, like, I'm not sure how... Like, I think we talked about playing, and I was like, oh, I play drums, and EJ was like, I play guitar, well, but I don't... Steven, when when you and I met, Matt and I had already been playing music together for oh, probably okay. about a year. Yeah, I mean, we, not, we started a not band. great, not great. Mm. We yeah, we started our first band. It was with uh, Prudy. Yeah, Brian Prudy as the drummer, and yeah, then that never was, really went anywhere. We just played covers or whatever in the in the garage. We didn't, we didn't know what we were doing. Yeah. yeah, so it didn't it didn't like get off the ground. I think I, see, we were both I, using practice amps. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, little little ten watts, <laughs> something like that. Yeah, yeah, dude. So I remember now. Like, so I remember like one of the first things EJ wanted to do was like he was like, oh yeah, come to my house. I have like a recording little thing in my computer room, and like you guys wanted me to play to to to, to the Green Day tracks, and I was like, yeah, sure. But then I got there, and I was like, I was like this is hard as hell to do yeah. to try and play. To the tracks i remember that and then like we couldn't do that so then we just like played like our own stuff at some point so yeah but um that was like that was the initial like meetup i i i think like one of the first things i ever asked you because i realized that you were playing snare in high school i was like hey you play drums and you're like talking about band you're like yeah i play i play the <laughs> what, uh, what do you say you say you say i played the drum or whatever yeah singular probably. You're like, yeah, yeah, I play drums. It's yeah, I'm a drummer. And I was like, like, not like the nerds, right? I remember like saying that, like being like, not like not like those nerds over there, right? Like you actually play drums, right? And you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, so I I need a fucking drummer. Like <laughs> keep I, in mind this was this was the first conversation. Like I had sat next to you, but I just didn't see anything because our our your Maldonado, I'm Miller. We got sat next to each other in this fucking computer science class. Yeah. And I'm just like, fuck this place. I fucking hate school. I hate this class. I hate this teacher. This everything in here is a joke. I was like, all I want to do is go home and play guitar. Like and legit, like each day. <sighs> I look over and you'd be like pouring water near the like, near the plugs for the power outlets. I was trying to make them go off because if the computers went off, then we got to fucking have a free day. I'd be like, dude, are you okay, man? 
That's I. That was like our first conversation. I just remember looking over and seeing like you had drumsticks or something or a practice pad or something with you, and I was like, "Whoa, what's up? You play drums? <laughs> sup, girl?" Yeah, but and I know at some point, like you, me, and Matt kind of got you know well, into playing. Well, during the same time, I was talking to uh, our uh, other mutual friend, uh, Samid. Yeah, and he was talking to me. This was like. I, I gotta say this was probably end of my senior year to where he was like, Hey man, let's, you know, I, I play guitar. You want to come over? And Matt had left his bass over at my house because we'd been playing or something like that. And he just like left it over. Matt did during, during senior year and probably even sophomore year, it like Matt, you came over all the time because Corey had gotten his license. We'd go skateboard together, do whatever. Yeah. Um, so during senior year, it was like super common that you were over like once a week. And so you brought your bass and you, you were just like, fuck it. I'm just going to leave it here. I'm tired of hauling it back and forth. And, uh, I think you were actually driving at that point too. And, um, I remember telling Samid, I was like, oh, you play guitar. I was like, you want, let's start a band. I can play bass. And I brought your bass over to his house and I was like, I'm a bass player. I could do this. (laughs) <laughs> and I had never played anything, but I don't know if you remember this, but that's that was the day that we started at the window um, when I went over to his house and I called you and I was like, dude, like we got to fucking like play with this guy. He's a really great guitar player. Like I need you to come like show up like you got to show up and do this shit. And I told Samita, I was like, actually, I play guitar, but uh, while I was there, we wrote the, uh, or I wrote the baseline to uh, New Beginning. Probably not completely full, but like I laid down that little, because I don't know if you remember how to play the play New Beginning on bass, but it was uh, definitely in a, I, I wrote these like chords that were very much power chord esque. <laughs> oh, yeah. Thing yeah. that you do with the bass, because I was like, I don't know how to fucking play bass. I was like, it makes sense on guitar. It was, tune the same way let's figure it out and i wrote that little like riff but it was with like power chords that i was playing on bass and strumming and yeah i remember you oh go on i was like and then i think three weeks later we uh signed up to play a battle of the bands and that's when i pulled you and steven over to his house yeah no i remember the first day we practiced i think you like texted me while i was at work it was probably in the afternoon i was at work and i was kind of annoyed because it's like so last minute, I was like, yeah, I guess I can come. Yeah. <laughs> Show up at, at, at this person's house and try playing some songs or whatever. And then, yeah, that was it. That was like at the beginning of, of like the summer, I think. And we, you know, within a couple of weeks, we were, we we were playing like shows. Fucking eight songs like mm-hmm. in two weeks. Yeah, we, we started were, out. They were first, complex, first. Too. Our first show we played, it wasn't a battle of the bands. It was at Fitzgerald's. And they had this thing where, like, if you brought a certain amount of people to, that like, two shows, You're right. they would they would start booking you. Like, they would start booking you to their their actual shows or whatever, you know, their bigger shows. That's right. But so we, we, brought, did that. we brought the total number of people in our first show. Yeah, that's right. Like, I think 80 people showed up to see us play. That was a fun show, too. Well, I mean, I you know. And then. We did play many more. We played several more shows at uh, at Fitzgerald's. Played lots of shows. Labor Day rocks. Yeah, that was definitely a a milestone right there. 
was uh, <laughs> yeah was was that that kind of shaped uh basically all of our twenties pretty much yeah. um yeah it was um I was fun because I mean like yeah we didn't we, we played some like I guess like besides Fitz and other places we played some like smaller venues like coffee retreat but we played some bigger ones too we played like Meridian oh, that's true we played. Yeah, we played some good sized stages. Fitz upstairs is not was not small. True, yeah. Like national touring acts. Stevie Ray Vaughan played on that fucking stage. Dang. <laughs> yeah, we, we played at uh Meridian as well. That was a pretty big crowd. Meridian yeah. upstairs. Yeah, that was remember so at the Meridian show, do you remember because wasn't that like a also like like about the bands or or some kind of like event? I think yeah, was, I think that one was. Because that yeah. was the that was the place where like this guy was like, "Oh, I'll be your manager," and he was this like little slick little dude, little short guy. Oh yeah, he wanted to manage us. And we we're like, "Nah, man, we're we're too free for this, man." <laughs> yeah, can't can't hold us down. Pretty much. No, that was that was a good show though. But I'm telling you guys, you know, December this this could be our reunion show, man. Reunion show, dude. I can barely remember how to play any of those songs. Well, you know, I thought you were gonna say something. I was gonna say, well, you know, I'll come back to you. Um. Anyway, guys, it's time again for booze news, booze news, booze news, booze news. And today, I have the article for us. So this week, so I found an article from CNN.com, and it's titled. Customers bought a struggling bar's entire beer stock to keep it in business. Nice. This article is dated December 3rd, 2020. And so That's today. Yeah. And so apparently a Toronto bar owner says her business will survive the, corn, uh, the coronavirus pandemic thanks to the loyal customers who bought up her entire beer stock, giving her a desperately needed cash boost. Um, so her name was Abra Sh- uh, Shiner, no relation to the Shiner Brewery in Texas. So Abra opened her bar called Swan Dive five years ago in the Brockton Village neighborhood of Toronto, Toronto, Canada. And after COVID nineteen restrictions forced her to shut to shut the doors, uh, she decided to ask the community to help her via Facebook. So it looks like. Um, Obviously, Corona has kind of caused a lot of businesses and I guess especially bars and restaurants to, to kind of, you know, either shut down partially or altogether because of uh, restrictions on dining services and, you know, a number of customers that could be allowed in there at one time or what have you. So it looks like this uh, this bar and the Swan Dive um, was go- kind of, go- you know, going to be. Uh, going out of business until customers, uh, you know, loyal patrons kind of got together and decided to buy up the stock and, you know, help out their fellow, you know, neighbor and in this, in this case, a bar owner. That's a and, lot of uh, fucking Molson. <laughs> is that a, <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of fucking Labatt? Oh, yeah, <laughs> Labatt Blue. Um, so apparently the Swan Dive carries around 35 craft beers and typically keeps two or three cases of each beer in the back stock. So um, at, I think at one point, Abra was able to, to sell down or to sell more than 90 cases and is now down to just two two cases. Um, she has two cases of beer left? That's it? Yeah. 
just overall, um, like it seems like obviously it was a good story of you know people coming to help someone who was in need and uh, was trying to save her, trying to stay in business and you know sa- save her livelihood, the swan dive. But that's great. Uh, and that's, uh, that's pretty fucking noticed, good. That's pretty crazy, actually. <laughs> I like how they uh, they didn't like you know give donations. They, they what do you think? The, the, what do you, what do you? Yeah, yeah, I like that. It's not like a beer. GoFundMe. They they they're like. <laughs> You know what? I'll do this, but I want no, to get we'll, something we'll out. We'll buy your beer. <laughs> yeah. But what do you think those last two cases of beer were? Oh man, the one, two that nobody bought. Yeah, the two that people were like, "Hey, I don't want that." Sparks Light, Sparks Light, Sparks Light, and Coors Light. Probably. No, unfortunately, someone would have bought the Coors Light. Steven, um, he's a Coors Light drinker. I like Coors Light. Probably. Told you. Only calls Only it when there's no nickel or ultra around. Get Chris Lee. You got a cruise late? It's probably some NA beer. It was those Heineken zero percent or whatever that you see the commercials for. What was that? What's the one with the the uh, the Polner NA? So EJ, like as someone who's who's in the who's in the industry, I mean, do you think this is uh like uh, around how much money do you think this uh correlates to? Well, let's see. Let's do some quick math. What? How many uh, different beers did you say she has? Thirty-five. 35 and she keeps two cases of each yeah and 70. each case is yeah so 70 and each case is about more or less 40 bucks 40 us okay it's 2800 bucks okay more or less well that's hold on that's 2800 bucks so then we'll put in profit margins so it's times it's about almost five grand. Okay. Yeah. But in Canadian how it's much, like how much is it, that worth in Canadian money? It's like five hundred million dollars. Five sorry, five hundred million loonies. They're loonies and they're toonies. Yeah. But yeah, I mean like that's it's like five grand worth of business at once, and that's fucking cool that that happened to a bar. Uh, I can definitely see that, like, you know, there's bars that would kill for a $5,000 night right now. There's restaurants that would kill for a $5,000 night right now. Um, with everything that's going on, there are days like that that could literally, eat, like she said, that that probably kept her doors open for at least another week or two. It paid off her vendors. It paid her bills. It paid her staff. Um, $2,800 doesn't sound like it's a lot or sorry, it was like $5,000 doesn't sound like it's a, like a shit ton of money. But when you're a bar or a restaurant that's operating on super razor thin margins to where, you know, yes, they just pump that $5,000 into that business, but she's going to have to go around and turn around. And like I said, spend like another $2,800 to refill her stock. So that hopefully they can sell another five thousand dollars worth of stock the next day. That's uh, it's it's awesome that it happened, and I hope it keeps happening for. Her. Yeah, yeah, same here. And um, I think it. I think uh, that brings up a good point, though. That it's a good time to, uh, if you can, like support your local restaurants and other establishments with takeout as much as you can. 
you know? Right now, it's it's important to stay away from chains. It's important to stay away from the big guys because they've got the cash flow. They've got the uh, you know they're they're living debt free right now. Like a Chili's, they've got everything paid off. They're not paying loans to have a new Chili's. You know so yeah. So what if Chili's goes into bankruptcy? You know they'll be fine. <laughs> Plus, fuck give them, them a dude. couple years, they'll be fine. Yeah, but uh. Yeah, make sure you support your your local restaurants. Actually, Those are your neighbors right there. So actually, oh god, here's where Steven says he loves chilies. No, I, I don't. So how we do this <laughs> on our show? We should challenge everyone listening: go out into your community to a local restaurant or bar, and you know, get takeout or, or do patio dining and support them. It's true. Also, I accept gift- your challenge. Gift cards to local restaurants and bars make great Christmas gifts yeah, and help out point. the help out the bars and restaurants. Go support your your peeps, otherwise they'll go away forever. It's true. All right, guys. Well, looks like we come to the end of the show today. We talked about milestones, which included uh, getting a license, 18th birthday, 21st birthday, and just things that have been big events in our lives and have been an impact talked about the band. I think we had a great show. And if you're listening and you're a brewery, a winery spirit maker, and you want to have your booze on our Possibly show, a candlestick maker, a uh, shoe cobbler. Good work. Before you reach out to us and we're on Instagram, reach out and we can talk about having you on the show as part of drinks of the week. Uh, it be a good time, be fun. And as always, you can hear us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and uh, Anchor. And you can find us um, on Anchor and look at other platforms to you know hear us. And if you hear us, I think your ears will be happy. Mine are so. Also, like us and follow us on Instagram, Three Dudes with Booze. Yeah. Check it out. Um, we we every week we, we we release our shows on there, let you know that a new show is out, and uh, we have some pretty cool content. And I think we have some stuff in the works to have more content. So. Hell yeah, we do extra content. Yeah, so keep an eye out for that. As always, thanks for listening um, to our fans in Holland, especially England and, and England, Quebec and Sorry. Bangladesh, Quebec. Thanks to you for listening because uh, you know we appreciate it. But until next week, take care, and we'll talk to you soon. Cheers, mate. Thanks, guys, for being here. Matt, say bye. See you next week. See you next week. See you next week. I remember Matt's 21st birthday. I remember, like, uh, I threw threw a fucking surprise party at my apartment and uh, let him walk in with a chicken pot pie in his hand.